You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Goth. <laughs> I mean, I'm Jesse. <laughs> I'm Goth now. I'm Goth now. Uh, he didn't say now, but that makes it so much funnier to me. <laughs> Savannah's watching. What's up, Savannah? Making Valentine's. Ooh, you Making know, Valentine's, Valentine's boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a commitment. So. Okay. Well, hey, it's a, right off the top. Let's do it. Shout out. Hey, Savannah. Thanks for joining us. Savannah's a cat dancer, viewers and listeners. If you didn't know, and and we're giving her a shout out. (laughs) She might be a goth. (laughs) She might be into crows. Really into crows right now. She's a cat dancer, like the crow. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. Because Mm -hmm. she, whatever, Patreon. God, I lost it. She supports us on Patreon. Thank you. In the cat dancing tier, which gives you a shout out every... Episode? episode apparently and <laughs> apparently you, I, I just, also at the cat dancing tier you get to decide what we talk about if you choose to do so but you know use your power wisely please or if you don't want to do that you can subscribe to a lower tier for just one dollar you get to access to all kinds of extras and inappropriate things that we just can't air on our regular feed so check it out and support us if you can that's right. Some of that Grolix content is ungrolixed, I believe. It is. It is. Yeah. I just had to stop saying it was on Grolix because Patreon put us on the no-no list at one oh, point. Oh, <laughs> right. What? What's that mean? Even on Grolix, we're cleaner than most shows, so right. whatever. Yeah. Like Spotify would only kick us off because of our politics. <laughs> not, because of the, not because of anything else. If they want to pay us some money, we'll not talk about whatever they want. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And if they want to pay us $100 million, we can talk about whatever we want because they don't want to lose $100 million. Right. Right. All right. Well, yeah. Patreon, you get a smooth shout out like you just heard. (laughs) It's never awkward. What a way. What a way to start Everything we do at the Grolix podcast is not awkward. So, tonight, we're all caught up on the book of Boba. Mm-hmm. Boba. Not a single book in this show. I didn't see any books. No books. Do, I don't think they have books anymore, do they? I don't think so. It's all they have, galactic they have like, credits or something. Yeah, they have R2-D2 machines to show them everything in holograph form. Or maybe yeah. they have weird like laser scrolls or something. I don't know. Is R2 the original Alexa? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I think Melanie might have, you might have mentioned this to me at one point. People can just understand him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he his beeps. Does everyone speak R2 beeps? Mandalorian speaks like everything, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also going to talk about Peacemaker because Jesse is all caught up on it. Melanie and I yeah. just watched the most recent episode. So we're going to rock. Yeah, it's never a bad time to rock. (laughs) But first, how are you two doing? I'm good. Eh. Eh. 
<laughs> living your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just living my life. Your best life? <laughs> no. <laughs> Heck no. Oh, well, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I actually, Solid. I'm not doing great. I got confirmed recently that my van is passed away. Her van. My, my van, yeah. So it was I, I was like, like confirmed by a church? Like No, by a mechanic shop. Mm. It's my transmission. Ooh. It ate itself. And so I can't afford to do that. So, yeah. Sad times. I need to get a bike. Not a motorcycle, but like an actual bike. A 10-speed. I need to learn how to ride a 10-speed. Yeah, she was asking me about how you shift gears. It's easy. The bike does it. Right, right. You just keep pedaling. Yeah. And you'll know if it's the wrong gear because it stinks. <laughs> Savannah says she's making her new roommate watch Fleabag and what we do in the shadows. Those are some Savannah shows for sure. Yeah. Well, what we do in the shadows is everybody's show. That's yeah, true. I think so. Both good shows, though. I enjoyed what we do in the shadows is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Fleabag was pretty good. Melanie made me watch it. I like it. However, you know, I have my issues. And so I have to cover my face for half of it. But that's fine. Because it's embarrassing. I don't know where to go. I'm off this episode. Apparently, we haven't been watching or consuming anything other than like the two shows we're going to be talking about. We did start watching. It's a fine show. That's a Savannah influence also. Is it a Savannah? I can tell. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to growl it because it's the title. But we've been watching Shit's Creek. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So can we just not? That's a thing. He that's a thing that one guy says. I only know that because mm -hmm. I used that GIF earlier. It's oh. apparently perfect for GIFs. It's made for GIFs. It's not a bad show. It's decent. The characters are unlikable, but the main characters are at least enjoyable and entertaining. And I wish the show was just them interacting without the dumb plots or the dumb characters because. The mayor. It, it, it's very similar to Arrested Development, but it doesn't have that mm. continuous meta or smart aspect to the plots and stuff. It's got a similar setup and kind of attitude with the characters, but then it's got way more of the like comedy through people being stupid or just stupid on realistic scenarios. And I could do without that. It's a weird mix of that. But otherwise, overall, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We've been watching that too. That I'd mention it. Only thing I've watched that we're not already going to talk about is I started Ozark season four. Finally, it's probably been up for a week or two now at this point. But yeah, no, I started it and it's the same show. It's the same show. I mean, like they've got their formula down. I can see why this is probably the last season, because at this point, I'm just like, man, it's just the formula. Everything feels good feels good to be back in the show but it also is like oh i recognize this from every other season interesting where it's just like oh there's no way they could possibly do this but you know they're somehow gonna fumble through it or die trying mm -hmm. and right. since this is the last season they might die trying but it'll start the same way you know Something super extreme to get you hooked, some ridiculous obstacle to achieve, and nobody gets along. I never picked it back up after between seasons two and three, and not because I didn't want to. I just didn't, but I will at some point. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Makes me want to go back and finish Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. Melanie never finished Breaking Bad. I stopped at the Fly episode. 
I couldn't get past it, but one day I will. You won't. I will. <laughs> the problem is for you, they mm-hmm. made the main character too unlikable. It's not even just the main character, it's every character. Every character in that show, at that point at least, was a horrible person. And I'm like, why would I care about what happens to any of them at this point? Because it's the character arc. They weren't horrible people at the beginning. Right, but maybe somebody who's horrible could turn a new leaf and become good, but they don't. It's just everybody is horrible. And that's not fun. I don't know. If you stop in the middle of the arc, you don't know. Okay. Well, like I said, I'll finish it sometime. But she doesn't watch Ozark. so. Well, I mean, that makes sense because I was just going to say, like, that's exactly the same show that Ozark is. Because even if you think somebody is redeemable in this show, you come to find out that, no, they're eventually just going to be garbage if they aren't already. And you just didn't know it yet. That makes me want to watch it even more. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) Jason Bateman, though, it's like it's Jason Bateman's dry delivery Mm -hmm. being a horrible human being. Right. I did watch one episode or two, and then I was like, you know what? I should finish Breaking Bad before I watch this, because if I'm going to watch a show like that anyway, it should be Breaking Bad, because it deserves to be finished. So I'll finish Ozark eventually, too. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, I get on my kicks of certain things. For a long time, it was Moody Detectives, and I haven't had a really good, solely Moody Detective show for a while, and that'll kind of derail everything else. I don't even know what it is right now. Anything remotely kind of fantasy a little bit. Right. That's the Witcher and Shadow and Bone and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's not as many of those or not as many high quality ones. Mm -hmm. It's because of me. I bring whimsy into your life. Melanie's full of whimsy. Mm -hmm. Oh, Luther. (laughs) Uh, Right. I I remember Savannah recommending Luther. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't. And I like... Is it Idris Elba? He's awesome. I'm pretty sure that's who that is. He's super cool. So I will sometime. Watch Luther, that is, in case that wasn't clear for audio <laughs> people. All right. Is jumping it? I'm so high energy tonight. <laughs> I'm so high energy. You never know what, Randy, you're going to get. <laughs> you really don't. Life is like the Grolic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. You're never, never going to live to 100. all right so which one do we want to jump into first which are we more excited to talk about do we do peacemaker first since it's not over yeah that makes boba fett's over so yeah when we're done talking about it we're done okay so most likely everybody knows but if you don't peacemaker is a show on hbo max it sure Uh, is and it's basically a spinoff of the Suicide Squad, following John Cena's character from that movie, Peacemaker. And it's written by James Gunn. So I like it a lot. Yeah. Not just because it's written by James Gunn, but it's good because it's written by James Gunn. Right. Right. And John Cena's actually really good in it. He really is. I actually wish there were more scenes of him just talking about how his eagle is dying. Yeah. <laughs> Right. With weird, like, people having religious moments about it. Yes. Man, he just has these bizarre monologues. He's, like, speaking of Arrested Development, this character is clearly traumatized and hence Arrested Development. He is a gigantic teenager. Mm -hmm. Right. His interactions with the world are 
horribly skewed as if his development stopped at a certain moment that was revealed in this episode. Right. Speaking of Arrested Development and that show I was talking about earlier, but I'm conflicted about bleeping the title, so I'm not going to mention it again. It comes to mind why I like certain shows where it's like the comedy is character is stupid, and I dislike other shows where the comedy is character is stupid. Because it kind of depends. If it's the characters you're following dealing with stupid characters, that kind of annoys me more, as opposed to the characters you're following are kind of stupid, which is dangerous, but <laughs> they exist in an otherwise realistic world, and so the humor is kind of like the world reacting at them or them trying to deal with being that dumb in the real world. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if any of that made sense. It did, and it made me think of the arrest development thing where the mom was like, go get a banana, here's $10. It can't be more than that, right? That kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because Peacemaker himself and Vigilante, who is great, but mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. like just too stupid. Like it's so yeah, like, like unrealistic. How has this dumb. guy gone this long mm-hmm. without being totally caught? Right. Totally right. caught. Because he's such a loose cannon. Yeah, he is. But when they do stupid stuff, they always have the straight man there. They always have somebody to react to it and like, what are you what are you talking about? You like it's balanced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It works for me in Peacemaker. And yet those people are in this strange world where the weasel and Harley Quinn and all these clearly there's so many super supers. I guess they're metas in the DC universe. Like there's just metas or people who wish they were metas just coming out of your ears. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker even in one of the episodes brings Batmite into the canon. Mm-hmm. He's telling Vigilante about Batmite. He's like, Batmite? Who's that? He's like, it's an like interdimensional dwarf, the fanboys over Batman, blah, blah, blah. And I know DC's live action continuity is just shaky anyway. Right. But at least in the world that the Suicide Squad side of things inhabit, Batmite is a real being in his canon, and that is They just uh, pull in whoever's magical. the most ridiculous, you know? Like, James Gunn tore that Band-Aid off, and they're just going with it. Mm-hmm. Like, Judo Master, which is the angriest character, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just don't mess with that guy at all. Like, don't look at him sideways, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know... It was episode seven that just came out. So if you're listening to this in the future, that's the episode of Peacemaker we're talking about. Paul says DeVito for Batmite. I mean, I would sign that petition. Judo Master, that's his name? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Okay. Yeah, Judo Master. <laughs> He's a very small person, right? Yeah. He's getting made fun of at one point by some randos walking by. But it's like the outfit is really what makes him look goofy. Mm-hmm. Right. He's small. That's fine. But the outfit... He's always flaming Cheetos or something. Like, <laughs> always. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even when he just, like, trashes, like, those guys, he steals their Cheetos and just keeps eating them. So what do you think, Jesse, of the series so far? Because last we talked about it, I think you'd only seen the intro sequence. Well, and even that, I was just like, holy wow, everybody talked about this, and I still wasn't prepared for it. And I feel like I should have done a blind react video to that opening sequence. Because I hate the dance. It's hate ridiculous. It. Well, I, I think you're supposed to. I'd be like, it's so bad, but it's also so bad, it's almost awesome because John Cena's a wrestler. He can do crazy athletic feats, but the dude can barely walk. 
and sure can't dance. <laughs> hey, what's your limited mobility allow you to do? Let's turn that into a choreograph opening piece. <laughs> It'll be even more ridiculous if we have people that are clearly limber and they can't move either. It's yeah. such a, like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be bad, but it doesn't wrap around to the being so good. I skip it every time. I'm like, no. I don't know. I'm, I'm 50 50. I usually watch a fair amount of it and then I skip it anyways because I'm just like, I just want to watch the show. Right. But then it cuts to the very end of it and it was just like, man, I should have watched that because it ends with the eagle, eagle on his arm and mm-hmm. this ridiculous ensemble pose. I wonder how many episodes we're going to get of it this season. I think the next episode is either the last episode or the second to last episode. Yeah, that makes sense. It feels like they're wrapping it up. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I think the next one's probably the last one. Right. How do you feel about the bad guys? (laughs) You know, like one of my favorite things is just like James Gunn just does not. He doesn't care. You know, he's just like, okay, we're going to call it Project Starfish. You know why? Starro. And then this one we're going to go we're going to call it Project Butterfly. Why why are we going to call it the Project Butterfly? And he even calls it out. He's like, well, if if memory serves correctly, you're not exactly creative with your with the naming of your projects here. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's alien. There's these little alien guys that look like a cross between a butterfly and a praying mantis. Mm-hmm. And they climb into people's heads and hey, full spoilers. If, <laughs> like we, <laughs> we we didn't get into any of this before, but we're spoiling stuff tonight. Yeah, now that but we yeah. all are caught up, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, there's bugs in their heads and they control people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the last week's episode. I think it was last week's episode, and I was trying to explain like the shocking violence in this one episode is the episode where peacemaker has the x-ray helmet right and that's what i was talking about when they go in to like you know covertly scope this place out and the lady goes (laughs) to talk to this like old receptionist lady and peacemaker just takes her head off with a shotgun out of nowhere it's very jarring i thought speaking of spoilers this episode i was concerned we were going to lose more characters than we did it oh, yeah. seemed like they were going. I I, I thought Vigilante was going to be on his way out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, if you throw a grenade, run. Right. Yeah. Run yeah. away. I mean, I know you trying to make like a bad butt statement or something, just standing there, but that's not smart with explosives. Right. No. The stuff with Peacemaker's dad mm-hmm. was so yeah. intense, man. Like wow. yeah. Especially the backstory stuff, you know, like it's easy to just laugh at everything the Peacemaker does. But James Gunn, man, he has a way of hooking you into actual, you know, you think about like Star-Lord's mom and and the way that things go on and the way that Rocket Raccoon, he's this ridiculous raccoon experiment creature and you feel bad for him kind of thing. And same thing with Peacemaker. Peacemaker is awful. He's a deplorable human being who says horrible things all the time and you start to understand why. Because you see, like, just what kind of crazy trauma this guy had, and he just stopped. Like, he just quit, you know? He just quit developing. So, of course, he's Mm -hmm. a giant moron. Yeah. Well, and it's almost, and it's kind of like, he could be so much worse. (laughs) Like, you see, like, you see what he comes from. It could be so much worse. And you consider, yeah, I mean, his dad, 
treated him like crap. But like he said, just before the big happening with him, he controlled him. He controlled him and he put him down and he made him stunted and warped. And he was a bad person because he spent so long trying to please him to try to make up for stuff that wasn't even his fault, really. Right. Right. Yeah. Peacemaker should have gave up on that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But every time Peacemaker talks to himself, for the most part, it's just like pure gold, too. Because it's just, mm-hmm. he'll even be having a moment and then he'll just train wreck that moment, you know, mm-hmm. into like, <laughs> I should, probably shouldn't have left you in the garage with my dad for four years. Yeah, that whole speech. It's like, <laughs> so dude, what are you doing? Goes so awfully off the rails. And, yeah. and, and at one point, I'm like, am I enjoying this? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. And that's not even anyone's around to hear it. That's just him talking to himself. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. You know, he's he really thinks like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I love the bit with what's his name, the friend sidekick guy at the hospital. Everything to do with him there is kind of hilarious to me. And he's like, we have to kill him. Okay, well, don't time up with tape because that hurts when you take it off. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They'll hurt their skin. Like, it's super <laughs> specific, too. Yeah. He was just about to murder them. But if he's not going to murder them, you know, be nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's good. I enjoy the show a lot. I haven't heard. I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping other people are talking about it and it's getting views. I think, but... I think people like it. I think so. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, I'm hearing less divisive criticism about it than Star Wars. Surprise. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's okay. Most of the characters are they're fine. I'm on board with them. I didn't expect to like this show. Yeah? I mean, I should have. It's all there. But you're putting John Cena as the front man for this project. It's not a character anybody knows to even care about but i should have known james gunn does that that's what he does that's true he excels at that he'll take characters nobody really cares about and then make interesting characters out of them like the polka dot man or whatever nobody cared about polka dot man Man, mcu really should have ate their crow faster and just let james gunn or taika watiti or both of them do the eternals like oh, give right. those two some crazy Jack Kirby stuff and just be like, you know what? This stuff's so bonkers. Just have fun. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what that movie would be like? No, it'd be a total 180 from what it is. Oh, yeah. Right. It'd be so different. Paul points out that's because Peacemaker doesn't have a built-in toxic fan base. That's not a bad point. Right. Which is kind of weird considering. I mean, it doesn't really have a built-in fan base. <laughs> it's Peacemaker. And it's kind of about being toxic <laughs> or right. you know, living in a toxic environment and just being toxic period toxic wait. masculinity throughout the whole thing yeah wait the title of sorry i muted us for a second the title of which one this episode or last episode the, the one we just watched oh, something about dragon. dragon yeah dragon my heart around or something okay <laughs> not good yeah 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 I well because figured... the dad dons yeah. the full dragon yeah there's some nice effects in this, I thought. Mm-hmm. When the dad was flying around, oddly enough, the colors became super saturated on the shots up in the sky. You could tell it was an effect shot, but like it looked nice. Mm-hmm. Right. It just didn't look quite color corrected perfectly, but it was close. When he flew down and slammed into the side of the truck, that was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Randy freaked out because nobody was wearing their seatbelts. I was like, is nobody wearing a seatbelt? Nobody in that van was wearing a seatbelt. Nope. Nobody. Everybody's fine. 
And those 11th Street kids, their oh, yeah, devil may care attitude. It's always a good time to rock, except when the white dragon hits you in the side of your I don't like all the characters. Truck. I can't stand Die Beard. <laughs> Die Beard. He's Die the worst. <laughs> he's pretty awful. But yeah, like he's pretty entertaining as like a straight man foil that they yeah. just make fun of most of the time. Mm-hmm. They tend to... Until they decide to make him just do an incredibly stupid thing or say something really stupid. Yeah. The whole, like, pulling Peacemaker's dad into the plot the way it did was because he's like, oh, I'll just switch it with blah, blah, blah. It's like, how did you get this job doing things that dumb? Why would you do that? Set up that awesome, like, list of characters that Peacemaker's, like, just goes off on all the people that you could do. And then they have those outtake scenes at the end of every episode. And he's just listing off all these fictional characters. Mm -hmm. Those outtakes are fun. Curious about them. I like the ones with the guy that was on their side that's supposed to try to wrangle in the police. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, right, right. That was a good one. Yeah. He had some interesting outtakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch yeah, it if you it don't mind. Like, it's definitely rated R content. Mm-hmm. The bad guys are bad guys, and they say some pretty shocking stuff mm-hmm. for a modern audience. Peacemaker's dad's Grand Dragon or White Dragon or whatever it is of a skinhead group. And he says things that yeah. they don't go as hardcore with him as they could. But they still go pretty hardcore with him. And it's surprising and a little shocking. So be prepared for that if you're going to watch it. Even right. the good guys sometimes say some pretty horrible things. Yes, honestly. for sure. Yes. They don't go super hard on the racism angle. They could. They do a little, but not. Yeah. They keep it pretty cartoonish. Yeah. They keep it ridiculous, which I think is right. a fine way to deal with it. Because it's, I don't know. When people are being racist, it's to be mean. But like, it's always the dumbest, the dumbest right. uses of it kind of highlights how stupid it can be sometimes right or all the time but you know it's there but it's not as hardcore as it could be right book of boba fett <laughs> i was gonna say how do you transition from that like last episode there's all this talk of segues and yeah, yeah. bumbling segues we'll just throw the segue over the cliff we don't need it <laughs> just like a faux mandalorian into a sarlacc pit we'll just throw it away <laughs> yep Yep. So what's the deal with that? Why does he have Mandalorian gear? Well, because his dad was part Mandalorian. Like, he was part of the guild, I believe. Okay, okay. But that gets sticky, too. Because it looked cool. I mean, the ultimate, the original reason is because it looked cool, right? Before they injected all the extra lore that made it The Beskar armor is just a good armor to have. Right. I think that Django was a foundling at some point but he kind of goes rogue but it sounds like pretty much the whole planet of mandalore went rogue and you have different sects that are so all bizarre so it's hard to say that Django and boba fett have any less claim than anybody else but if you ask the wrong people like oh you're barely a mandalorian at all right right because the mandalorian that we follow is like the conservative right wing. <laughs> he's kind of an ex- he's, really he's kind of an extremist. He's like exactly. a good dude, but he's kind yeah. of an extremist. Yeah. Never take your helmet off ever. Ever. And if you do, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. 
There's only two of us. There could be three. No. <laughs> that was the thing. When that one episode where the ladies, like, have you ever asked them if they, it's like, why are you doing this now, lady? There's yeah. not a whole lot of you. Yeah. No, I <laughs> like, waited until I made a chainmail armor. You waited until I kind of sort of trained you with the dark saber. But now we're going to ask the hard questions and kick you out of the club. How would that situation have gone if Mando had lost and lost the sword? You think well, it was because he yeah. didn't that she's like, all right, get out of here it. with your sword and your possible claim to the throne. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like yeah. if you've got different sex, wouldn't you want to keep the guy that has the Holy Grail in your club? And be like, oh, you've got the cup that Christ drank out of. Well, you can hit the road, Jack. We don't want any of your Christ cup in our club. <laughs> well, maybe it's because of Groku, because... Oh, hold on one second. Spoilers. I think we're going to get into spoilers, because there's not much we can talk about this last episode of Book of Boba Fett without just jumping oh, into spoilers. Yeah, yeah. everything okay. that happens is... It's a fast-paced episode, so everything that happens is like, whoa! Okay, well, I wasn't really talking about that episode anyway. I was talking about the one before. I know, but I, think, I knew where you are going to go, I think. I was just going to say... She was making the mail armor for Rogu, and he insisted on it, even though she was like, he's with his people, whatever, let it go. But he's like, she's a, he's a foundling. Well, bringing a Jedi into the mix or not letting it go might cause trouble for them, I'm assuming she figures. And she doesn't want that associated with them when they're so hurt already. Oh, okay. I didn't think you were going to go there. Yeah. I was going to say, Melanie figured out the key to their whole prophecy thing. Oh, I thought I did. And... It's probably Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. Because, mm, right. spoiler, spoilers, he decided to hang out with Mando. He shows up with the chainmail shirt. Cutest thing. It's just be the cutest thing on TV that's ever been. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's just sitting in the cockpit. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Flies up to Mando when he finally sees him. And Mando has this crazy lightsaber. Baby Yoda has the Force. So I'm, I'm right. thinking. And he's a foundling now. He, he didn't have to choose. He's like, I'm going to take this chainmail and go get a cool black lightsaber. Luke. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. He knew what he was doing. There's this great meme that I just shared to Axton because he's a huge Star Wars guy. It was that scene with Luke where Luke mm -hmm. is going to make Grogu. You know, it's basically how the previous episode ended was you have to make the choice. Right. And took that line. I don't even remember. I think it was one of the prequel movies that's like, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, choose one or the other. I was like, oh, well, nobody told Luke. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, Obi-Wan. You did it again. And you too, Yoda. Come on. Well, if they would stop murdering all his mentors, maybe, you know. Well, Luke never, ever, ever really listened to them. They were like, if yeah. you leave, I'm probably not going to be here when you get back. You shouldn't mm -hmm. leave. You're not done. Right. I'm totally leaving. <laughs> yep. Yep. Your father's on that ship. You shouldn't go there. I'm going. I'm going now. So this episode, I've seen a couple memes out of this, at least one other meme out of this episode. And it's something that Melanie had commented on. It's during like the big action in the city, whatever people are fighting. It's when two of the weird out of place cyberpunk kids are carrying <laughs> the a hardcore Wookiee around trying to carry him around. Yeah. And they go to start shooting and they like both do a spin and start shooting. And 
Melanie, when we were watching it, was even like, why did he do that? They had to what do the, the uh, was it the Han Solo pose yeah. when they shoot? They had to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a meme, a, a gif of specifically the dude like doing the spin out to shoot. And it's set to some music and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it didn't bother me. But it just boom, boom. Yeah. Like that. When Why Chris are you spinning Santin, around? Chrysanthemum sometimes can't stand but sometimes yeah. dude can just haul off and book it <laughs> right. and then he can't stand again yeah and not only that they put his hands around them to help right. him that's not yeah. no you gotta like stick your head up in his armpit to like hold him up otherwise <laughs> you're useless yeah. you know what's the point of standing there uh, <laughs> i enjoyed this episode overall though i thought it was pretty decent man the effects they put into a lot of these episodes actually right they channeled quite a bit into this i mean i don't really know what else to say there's an the end bit when the big the rancor, rancor busts out, all yeah. Godzilla King Kong busting up the city. Great. Yeah, like wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that going the way it did. I thought that Boba Fett would be the one because right. of the bond or whatever. You know, they imprint mm-hmm. on the first person that they see, so it, yeah, but that... the blinders. And I thought that would come into play. Nope. <laughs> Where did he go at that point? Because he was way off over elsewhere with the lizard guy. Yeah, he basically got bucked off or something, right? Oh, right. And then he was fighting. Okay. Because, like, yeah, he disappeared. And, and dude, your dog's destroying the city. What are you doing? Come get your animal. <laughs> the thing is going full King Kong, hanging off the tallest skyscraper. Oh, man. And that was straight up a King Kong reference, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was hanging on to it. And it even almost did the pose, you know? It was just all about doing the pose. I have a comment about the fight, the showdown. Where was that staff hidden? Did he have it up his butt? Because he didn't have it when he was walking around. Right. But he pulled it out all of a sudden from nowhere to use on whatever his name is. I can't remember. I want to say Bane, but that's not right. But the lizardy bug guy. Right, right. Paul says, this was the bang, bang, shoot em up episode everyone wanted. I like the season overall. Butch and Sundance defending Tatooine made me smile. Yeah, it's definitely got that going on. Yeah, yeah. With the, the Cad Bane thing that Melanie is mentioning is like, I was kind of surprised because, it's, I mean, they built him up and he struck a menacing visage, but ultimately it was one and done. What all did he do other than really freak people out? <laughs> he killed the marshal for a moment. For a whole right. moment. A whole moment, you know? And I was just like, man, he's not dead. We saw him get hit once. And then at the end it was like, as soon as Boba Fett even said it, and I think I must have like looked away from the screen because I didn't even realize there was a still frame because I was doing things as I was watching it too. So they must have showed somebody in the back to tank too. Okay, see, they showed see they it. clearly showed who it was, and okay, I didn't recognize him off top because he shows up in one episode, but Melanie did. The doctor that Boba had taken, what's her name? His assassin friend. Oh, Fennec Shan or whatever. Yeah, had taken her to to like make her partially as you know yeah. cyborg. Oh right, he, he was in there, and the marshal was in the tank. So oh, he's gonna be he's fine, gonna... and he's gonna have robot bits that you don't see very often. It's gonna be the cyborg sheriff. You should have kept your armor. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your armor. I'm fine with that though, because that infers that they have more plans for that character, and he'll be back. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's I great. Mean, like that would have been awful to lose him. I was surprised that we lost Cad Bane big spoiler there but when you make him up to be the biggest bad guy that's likely to be how it ends i think end of the series they're gonna make it rain how so on oh on tatooine yeah 
Oh, oh. Yep. They did keep hinting at that. Like, even the character was the guy from Office Space was like, it's a fascinating story about how there's water in them thar hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Used to be underwater, the whole planet. Yep. I, I don't. I don't know that I understand that reference. There's going to be new is corn Cobb, on his name is Cobb Vanth, so he's oh, corn on, oh. it's corn on the cob. Now okay. that he's in a back to tank with the robot doctor. <laughs> Paul's got so the it, Paul's got the puns in the chat. Is, uh, that is dad joke territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, speaking of corn. <laughs> oh my god, oh. Melanie's got the puns. Zing. <sighs> <laughs> So, Thank you for tuning in, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we don't treat you well, but thank you. It's really interesting. <laughs> we don't treat you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, re- it's really, it's interesting thinking about this season because you get Book of Boba Fett for like four or five episodes. And then it shifts and becomes the Mandalorian for two solid episodes. Right. And then it just meshes them. And yeah. honestly... The end, I felt like we were following Baby Yoda and Mando more in the like, final third well, of this episode. Well, we, at the very end, isn't that where, or I guess there was the after scene, but in the end, didn't it end following them out into space? space? Right, it did. It ended on them before the post-credits. Yeah. Were you saying something about that, Jesse, in the chat? In our messages earlier about Maybe I misread it. I don't know. I mean, basically what I think is is like, it's all in the same universe and it Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense because the lines are all blurred. And if all these characters are here, I guess, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe they need Mando and Grogu to go off and start another spinoff on one of the other planets that they visit frequently. And then we'll have that for a season. Oh, yeah. Well, once Baby Yoda showed up, I was like, oh, okay. They're going to do another Mandalorian continuing on, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I mean, this. I feel like this thing is like these star. I love these Star Wars properties, but they are going to get really difficult to track because the next show that they're going to put out is Obi-Wan. And so that's going to have to jump back in time. Like if this is just after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. then that is just after Revenge of the Sith. Right. So it'd right. be like a Rogue One type era, not quite Rogue One because Rogue One's literally right before A New Hope. But like, it's going to be the lead up to Rogue One. This was just kind of another season of this current story that started with Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Obi Wan does seem like it's going to be a separate, you know? Right? Yeah, it's a prequel thing, basically. Are you sure? Um, Maybe it's going to go a completely well, different Hayden, direction and it's all going to be like the supernatural and... afterlife of the Jedi. <laughs> I'd be there for it, but <laughs> give me some Liam Neeson. I want more they are all, They are all force ghosts uh, eventually. So like, right. what, what do they do when they're not, uh, you know, looking approvingly in the distance? <laughs> yeah. Florida Where are all like... these books? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so Paul says Obi-Wan should pick up where the uh, Kenobi book left off him on Luke watch. <laughs> so, it doesn't exist. There's no books on Star, well, Star all these Wars. Dang books, man. If there are books, Luke Skywalker will destroy them. Have we learned <laughs> nothing? <laughs> oh yeah. The one book we know about. And he's like, no, 
<laughs> you keep it in that tree. Yeah. No, don't you show books to a Skywalker. Give me some hot green boob milk. <laughs> <laughs> I love how wrong that rubs so many people, that movie. Oh, man. Okay, so Obi-Wan aside, fine. So that's some Star Wars stuff. <laughs> right. I want some more Mandalorian story. When's this one going to continue? Sure. I'm assuming they'll do another season of Mandalorian. Is Boba Fett, like, as a series, as kind of a separate series, at least in title, is it done? I believe so. Because I feel like it's kind of resolved and they've kind of cleaned up Tatooine. And I imagine that they'll come back and visit because has there been a season where Mandalorian doesn't show up there? He spends half of his time there. Yeah. Yeah. He just Especially if he needs any work done on any kind of ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus, we need to see conclusion of the new relationship that forms between the mayor's assistant and the lady that fixes ships, whatever her name is. Because <laughs> oh. they are going to become, <laughs> yeah, become yeah. a couple, I'm sure. Yep, they had some <laughs> right. type of a rapport, some type of a banter. Mm-hmm. And she, she, you're like, I shouldn't like her because she's kind of annoying, but eh, she's got charm. Yeah, I, I enjoy exactly her androids. She's yeah. totally the kind of character I would hate, but I don't hate her. She's fine. I, I kind of yeah. I enjoy when she pops up. Mm-hmm. I don't want the book of whatever her name is series, <laughs> but she's fine. She's yeah. a good supporting character in a Mando story or whatever. But what about when they're together? When they become a couple? Oh. He's so elegant and refined, and she's <laughs> so. You know, catch you good talker. It's man, so always things together. It it's gonna be great. <laughs> it does kind of write itself. It's already a, it's been done so many times. It's already a cliche thing. That's so good. I know. Okay, get Disney on the phone. <laughs> so okay. here's the pitch, Disney. <laughs> you know how Star Wars is a space opera. This is the soap opera of the space opera. <laughs> yeah. It writes itself. Start printing money. Yep. <laughs> I'll take my bills in millions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Paul says the book of head tails in the mechanic. <laughs> they do call them head tails. So, uh, several characters yeah. call them head tails. I'm like, oh. finally, that's the Star Wars racism I've been waiting for. <laughs> I hate those things so much. Because <laughs> that's, the... <laughs> wow. that's what it was. Yeah. You can't help the head tails. That's not a personal choice. He was born with those. That's mm. true. Yeah. But I'm with him. I hate it. <laughs> See, I'm not a fan of the mods, you know, like I get it because they're basically just cyborgs, but the way that they're designed is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's give them inspector gadget coats. Well, the one chick is totally an 80s cyberpunk type character. Mm-hmm. They're such a mesh of eras, eras, like definable. You could point to it. That's this kind of genre in this era that she's very 80s. He's very, I don't know, I guess maybe in 90s. And none of it, though, feels like it's organic to the Star Wars universe. And the 50s bikes. The Ugh. 50s bikes yeah. are so bad. Which are rainbow dolicked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most colorful thing Ooh. on a dirt planet. I don't know, man. They're so ugly that it makes me think that's like showrunners or Robert Rodriguez or a designer's like, I'm going to design the bike of my dreams or whatever. Yeah. But since you mentioned the rainbow Daleks was disney like we need some more toys give us some flashy flashy vehicles yeah and they can be different colored so yeah Uh, here's this (laughs) yeah let's make it sapphire blue it'll be great make it look kind of like a vespa 
but it can fly. <laughs> Paul says, my Star Wars doesn't have mod gangs. Jasper says, I like the mod gang. I like the idea of them. It's fine. Oh, and it's yeah. fine that they don't totally look like it's okay that they look somewhat out of place because they're teenagers, essentially, right? They're like street teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers always dress weird and they have weird, it doesn't look normal outfits. But like the specific styles they picked from for the characters yeah. seems so out of place. Some of them look like anime characters, and it's like that yeah. feels off in this universe. Right. I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with anything, but Robert Rodriguez, I knew it, I knew the name, but I didn't know who he was. So I had to look up what movies he does. And there is Machete Kills in Space is going to be a movie. And I just wanted to share that with the world. Is it still going to be a thing? Danny Trejo. <laughs> I bet it's set in the same universe. He's going to wind up as a Rancor trainer. Full circle. Yeah, baby, I'm there for it. I was a little surprised we only got him for that one episode. Yeah, I was yeah. really hoping that he would shed like a single tear as Boba Fett rides into battle. <laughs> right. Paul says, teenagers scare the living crap out of me. That's a song. That That's could be song. his issue. Yeah. I thought they looked like Power Rangers on the colored hover Vespas. <laughs> That's what Jasper says. You know what? That's what I was thinking about Peacemaker's dad. I'm like... He's a Power Rangers bad guy. Oh, yeah. He, it's he really did. Design very much was. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to touch back. This is a few comments back. Paul had said, this was Boba's find himself story. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough material to just find out that Boba can't be domesticated. He has to be a bounty hunter. The only way Book of Boba continues is if he travels the galaxy as muscle for hire, he can't be tied down. I think it's fine with him. Like, he's kind of set up his kingdom, really, mm -hmm. because everyone else has got the mayor's dead. Everyone's dead. There's nobody else. He's right. the one person on that planet with any amount of power, I think, at this point. Uh -huh. And also, at the end, everybody's being so nice. And I know it's because, oh, he saved us or he got rid of the spice. But it's like, also, his creature can kill us all easily. Uh -huh. He could destroy our city if he decided to not rein his creature in. Mm -hmm. And he already killed everybody else that could oppose him, basically. So, you know, he's got his kingdom set up. But I will agree in that... And I especially think it's probably to the betterment of the series that it kind of derails off to, and let me follow Mando for a while, because I don't think they had much to do with it. His arc isn't super complex. Mm -hmm. It's pretty basic. And even at the beginning of the show, we get some flashback to kind of show a little bit of it, but it's basically not even his big character arc. It's just him settling into the life he's trying to make for himself. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a good thing for him, though, that... Everyone else decided, you know, we're going to go to war against him because on his own, I don't know that he was going to earn a lot of people's respect as a crime boss because he wasn't doing anything crime boss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be one. And it's like, but that is the system that exists, man. Like, mm -hmm. it's not going to change overnight and people are going to resist that. Now, if everyone's dead, <laughs> you know, I guess. Change overnight. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's how revolutions work. Well, and that's again... I guess maybe they're probably not going to do it. But I was saying, I see that it rain. They make it rain because unless they do something like that, where they go into some history lore and figure some stuff out to make a difference on the planet, I don't really see where else they can go with it because they've already achieved what they wanted to basically. Yeah. They killed Max Rebo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that may place still was be trash, dead, right? That place uh, was trashed. I mean, they blew it up. Those that, guys were was, in there. They're dumb. Those they're people gone. are dead. Blue Elephant. <laughs> Paul says, I would love for Boba to rule a planet, but Toxic Fanbase won't let that happen. 
Star like Wars Ryan. fans are a bunch of Ryans. Yeah. So says Paul. Get them, They're Star Wars fans. trying too hard. <gasps> Maybe. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. Headtails and Mechanic Lady can have a daughter that has a tank, and then I can have Tank Girl again. Yeah. Tank Girl would fit in this universe in a way. With the mm -hmm. mods. And now With that we mod. have the mods, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, why not Tank Girl? I mean, Kangaroo People is kind of right. a given, I'm assuming. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. see them more. Yeah. For real, yeah. They also, I never on Tatooine. Is there an Australia planet? <laughs> <laughs> Got a New Zealand planet. That's clearly where, where Django Fett's from. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking. No, I was yeah. just thinking about things, but I'm like, it's not worth. I didn't realize how disgusting of a creature that mayor creature was mm -hmm. until right. I noticed when he talks, gills or something on the side of his neck open up, and that's how he talks. You, you hear the before it like gets yeah. translated. I was like, ew, ew, that's a yeah. disgusting slug monster with mouths on the side <laughs> of his neck. I don't yeah. like it. It's like a sideways lamprey. Paul says modded tank girl. He's in that mod gang. He'll allow. I really dug the action. They did some fun. It was like a shootout. They mm -hmm. clearly bought into a bunch of the Western tropes. And then they throw in like tanks, you know, like the droids roll in. And I'm like, wow, these droids are like, I feel like this sold droids as a menace so much better than any of the like regular Star Wars movies. You know, it's just like, whoa, all of a sudden these battle droids are T1, T-800s or something. They're like Skynet tanks. I'm afraid that these two or three droids are going to just ruin everything. Yeah, this is set before this is the like, regular show. When, when is, I'm not sure when this is set, actually, now that I think about it. So no, this is going to be Jedi. after the original series or the original trilogy, right? It's it, right. like in the middle, isn't it? Or is it? Yeah, it's between Jedi and The Force Awakens, but like right after Jedi, because think of how okay. old Luke is. Like Luke okay. is hot off of the Moon of Endor thing. Okay. In some movies, they have robots you can trip with a rope. And in this one, they have like spiders, you know? It seems like a, a big jump, and they should have already had these when they were going to war. Or no, Star Wars is weird, though, because all the like prequel movies, mm -hmm. the chronologically first trilogy. Right are older, but that tech looks more advanced. Right. Mm -hmm. Because CGI. But also, right. I know they like hand wave it away. Story reason is because when the... Republic? Yeah, w the rule changed, and then like everybody got poor, and then just stuff went to crap. So that's why everything right. looks junky in the older movies, which are technically set in the more modern time compared to whatever. Right. But can't really judge it by that. Yeah, well, I do. Well, it stands to reason that most of this really dangerous tech would have already been blown up in the Clone Wars or whatever. But mob family, they've got enough money to either have purchased whatever's left or to have someone rebuild it. Oh. Yeah, and I, I suppose also, like, it is like owning a high-tech tank and then going and fighting people on a scrap planet where it's like, mm -hmm. no, yeah, all yeah. the scrap planet people, their tech looks like junk because it's made out of junk. Um, right. so it is going to be weird. I agree though. Those bots were pretty cool, man. Good effects all around this episode. Yeah. They, they sunk some money into the series as a whole for sure. But that's what it is. Was it the Manda bros? <laughs> They're just flying around with their jet packs. It's like, man, that's never not cool. It was jet it was, pack bros forever. It was cool. It was pretty cool. I kind of wish they'd have done it a little more. You're right. Randy's in there being like, 
use your elbow rocket or something like that. I can't remember exactly <laughs> you what it was. <laughs> you, went, you went full pro wrestling on it. You're like, no, give him the elbow drop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was fascinated that, and it makes sense, though, that Boba Fett has like a knee gun, knee rocket thing. That yeah. when he, Whenever he like ends up, oh, he's at disadvantage. He could just shoot a knee thing. And they even do a pose with that. Yeah, this is an episode yeah. of poses. Yeah. Where he's got the leg up and he's shooting somebody with it. Weird, but it's kind of cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul wants one more episode of just the Jawas going around cleaning up the planet. That actually, <laughs> yes, for the most part, dialogueless episode, just Jawas. Mm-hmm. Talented, somebody talented could do it. I want a Jawa wearing the Cad Bane hat. <laughs> no, a Jawa stole that hat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to draw that. <laughs> that's how badly i want to see it i would watch it probably i bet other people would too if somebody like a fanboy made one like a small a short a short yeah a short of yeah. that oh i didn't notice jasper made the point that this is set about seven years after the last of the original movies oh, oh okay, okay. <gasps> especially if they show a baby job i want to see a baby job a baby job <laughs> baby Jawas. yeah yeah i want to see a tuscan raider without a mask yeah, me too. I think they're born with those masks on. I think they're basically <laughs> predators. <laughs> predator yeah. Alien, yeah. They got tired of people cussing them for being ugly, ugly yeah. mothers. They don't have time to bleed either. <laughs> they just want to have them some fun. Yeah. <laughs> predator comes up. And we just... <laughs> Sexual T-Rex, like a rancor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Predator could be in Star Wars universe. It really could, yeah. Disney owns it. Oh, Wait, yeah, Disney. they do. Yeah. I think Disney does own Predator now, so. Who's the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm changing the subject a little bit, but who is in old cartoons? There's like a weird sidekick thing. It's like a ghost alien in a hat. What is that? It's like purple, maybe. Um, Orko? Maybe? I don't know. Let me look it up. From He-Man? Oh, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that guy, that's kind of what I think a little baby. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still don't ever see their face. They're just no, small. No. Yeah. They're just tiny and they're just big eyes. Oh. <laughs> they do what they were doing with the like, okay, we're going to have aliens, but we need to start off subtle with that first movie, right? We're on Tatooine, right? We got some robots but we need to ease into these aliens. Like, okay, aliens that sound like donkeys, but they have masks on. You never see their face. Mm -hmm. And then there's these little Jawa things where it's just, they have hoods and glowing eyes, but you never see their face. Okay. Right. Blue elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Blue elephant. Yes. Then we go into the bar. Hive ability. (laughs) That might be fully intentional. And it's kind of brilliant if it is to make the bar scene just, blow a mind where it's like the first couple aliens we see in the whole franchise masked hooded you don't see any alienness really right and then they really don't even on the ship like that all is you've got darth vader and his stormtroopers in their helmets but like nothing really truly alien it's all like dressed up humanoids Mm -hmm. until yeah then you go into the bar and then it's like there's wolf man and a blue elephant did wolf man get cut out of the george lucas tom foolery because one of those characters in there is just straight up a wolfman looking guy. What is that? 
Right. It was just like random costumes they just had. Yep. It was just like, all right, well, I guess there's a wolf man alien. Don't talk too much. Just scare him. I'm surprised they didn't use just a bunch like wolf man, swamp thing, you know, whatever. Jasper loved the Wookiee assassin. Oh, that was the thing I was going to say. So now they've got Kersantan and they've got like this crew, you know, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's like anytime they need this crew, they can just show up on Tatooine or this crew could just boom, show up and save the day. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I like that or not, because it's like, well, it'd be kind of nice to just see Kersantan just show up somewhere. But is Mm -hmm. he just going to be gainfully employed for Boba now? It seems like. Yeah, but Boba might lend him out now and then. Yeah. I was sad that the Warthog twins died. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. For a second there was like, was it the Gamorrean guards that got put in the back to tank? But no. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. No, they were all about killing all the uh, original movies, weird aliens in this one, in a way. Right. I forgot about the blue elephant until you mentioned it last episode. You're like, no, blue elephant. I was like, (gasps) the blue blue elephant elephant. killed him. It killed him. Killed him, Gilbert. Okay, we need to move on. Yeah. I bet there's something amazing, though, before we go. Sure. What is it? There's lots, but I'll share just one. Okay, so researchers discovered an unusual property of a bacteria that can breathe in some metal and sulfur compounds and create materials that can improve electronics, energy storage, and medical devices. Can produce... Molybdenum disulfide, a material that can transfer electronics as well as graphene. One of the possible applications could be in developing a new generation of sensors to be used on lakes and other bodies of water to monitor the ecosystem. What's unusual about the bacteria is that it can create nanowires for transferring electrons and lends itself to connecting the electron devices that have already been made. The Researcher went so far as to say it is the interface between the living world and the man-made world, and that is fascinating. So they're mods. <laughs> yes. We just found cyborg they, bacteria. They breathe yeah. metal and they belch wires. Yep. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, first off, they breathe metal. And sulfur. Ooh. They're gonna use their it's like hell spawn. Their, <laughs> their wastes, their leavings. Yep. For wires. That's weird and gross. <laughs> my favorite way to get kids to brush their teeth i'm sorry this says that i'm sorry is you know what sugar is not bad for you you know what's bad for you the bacteria in your mouth when they go potty when you eat sugar they get diarrhea all over your mouth and that's why your teeth go bad so you better brush that diarrhea off your teeth and they're all like Ugh! and then they brush <laughs> a lot. so it's a good way to it's do it it's kind of hard to argue with brushing your teeth after that yep so paul mentioned something that yeah we're not doing news this episode but i gotta mention it Futurama is returning? He questions? It is. Again. It's been uncancelled again. Futurama's going to come back with new episodes. I think they said like 20 episodes. For Hulu, mm-hmm. I was trying to find information and I can't find any relevant information. Last I knew, John DiMaggio Bender not coming back. Oh, And I say it's not Futurama. A lot of people say it's not Futurama if you don't have him in it. Really? Mm. I felt like it wasn't Futurama the last time it came back because none of the writers were there and part of why it was so great is because they had the writers they did they were smart they were like doctors and scientists writing the show so it was all very connected i don't think any of the show the original show wasn't thought out before anything happened they didn't have any contradicting 
happenings, you know? And they had a lot of little weird secret stuff that I'm not smart enough to figure out even. Like the language that they wrote in was an actual language they created, but people deciphered it. So then they made another one up, you know, stuff like that. No, yeah. The original writers are hardcore math nerds, science nerds, and sci-fi nerds. Right. So they're all about putting that stuff in there. It's not to say that the team that they had working on it last wasn't, but it did feel different to me. I don't think they were. They were maybe funny, but... Uh, Paul know. says Bender wants more money. First off, of course he does. Who doesn't? It's Bender. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that stands to reason. That tracks. But... Yeah. What? He's got to be, like, the top voice actor. He was in everything for a long time. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. All the games. I'd be playing... Oh, which one was it? One of the Batman, probably a couple of them, but one of the Batman Arkham games, mm-hmm. you know, where you run around the city and you're beating up people and you're like, well, that's Bender. <laughs> like, why is there, what's going on? He was the Joker in one of the Batman animated series, I think, wasn't he? Wasn't oh. he the Joker for the Brave and the Bold or whatever? Or sure. no, maybe it was just the Batman, that little thing. Right. And, and while he was doing that, he was like the main character on three different cartoons, you know? Right. So... He's worth it. The contract negotiations broke down. Yeah. Right. And he's smartly letting the fans get upset about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because that's potentially Yule's, like, he knows. maybe changing Hulu or Warner Brothers or whoever's mind that's right. going to be producing this thing. Yeah. It's in pre-production. Yeah. They can. Fox. This is when they'll change their minds. <laughs> yeah. You could get rid of almost every other character, I think, and people would might be upset. But they wouldn't be well, like writing about it. But Bender, why not Zoidberg? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you can't get rid of Zoidberg. <laughs> you can't get you can't get rid of Fry. You can't get rid of Leela, and you can't get rid of Bender. Please. Other than that, everybody's fair game. You get rid of what's the who, Amy or whatever the what chick is. Yeah, that's Amy. You, you get rid of her. <laughs> she's right. fine. You can but get rid of uh, I can't remember his name. No the, the limbo guy. You can get rid of him oh, too. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Like they're okay characters, but mm-hmm. they're not like. A team. And even Farnsworth, he's kind of fun sometimes. Great news, everybody. Right. But it would even make sense for him not to be there because he's old. So, like I said, anybody of those three, in my opinion, well, they got they, ev- do with that, but. they got everybody but DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Yeah. So. And his name's DiMaggio. Mm. And Paul points out that pretty sure that Disney owns it now. So eventually oh. they can throw Disney money at it. So. Oh, well, then, yeah, if they can throw Disney money at it, then get Joe DiMaggio. Jeez. A CGI DiMaggio voice. <laughs> Wait, that's oh, not no. that's not oh, computer no. generated. They, they, they make him sound like an actual robot. That would actually be kind of funny for a whole episode. But honestly, <laughs> I mean, they have so many years of his voice on file or whatever. They probably could train an AI to do it. I mean, they could just write their lines around stuff they've got recorded. But I feel like there's probably a lawsuit there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't think they could do that. It'd have to be. Ooh, I feel like all the voice actors in the universe would probably come together and make yeah. sure that never happened again. Yeah. And rightly so. For the most part, right. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you should be using people's likenesses and stuff, whatever, in the, the voices, the same deal. But also, when they do work, a lot of times it's with the understanding that this work is going to be used for this. Right. And if you're going to take these exact things, whatever this recording or whatever, and use it for another thing that you're going to make money off of. I better be making money off that too. What do you mean? You can't just take somebody and flip them upside down and put a mask on him and act like he's the same character. 
What's that from? That's from Back to the Future 2. Oh, right, right. Well, it's also, speaking of Arrested Development, like an hour ago, that last season, Netflix had done that weird thing where they filmed the last season, Mm -hmm. released the episodes, and then they did like the remix, where Uh they basically, because I remember the last season was kind of weird anyway, because they didn't have everybody together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So chronologically, it was weird anyway. And they did a remix where they basically recut all the episodes into a different order and released it as another, I don't know, whatever. And there was a kerfluffle. A bunch of the actors and I'm sure their agents were very upset because that is basically the work they had done for this one season being reused for like they viewed as a new product or another season of the show more episodes and apparently they're paid per episode so so if they make a director's cut of a movie do the actors get any more money for that i don't think so Mm. because i don't know why because maybe it's a difference between tv and movies Mm -hmm. Um, and probably the contracts they have because i would imagine they aren't going to be willing to give them rights to or a cut of the forever monies that they get it's probably like box office stuff and then a flat salary or something like that but i could be wrong yeah, and different cuts might be different than like, we're going to recut this and release it as a sequel or something, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's some low budget stuff that does stuff similar to that. Like that one movie where the garbage day meme comes from. Most of that movie is just recut footage of the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's garbage day. You got to know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I know you do because you live with me. Yeah. Okay. We need to go, guys. Yeah. We need to go, Gert. <laughs> Gogurt, yes, on the go. Yogurt. Hey, here soon, maybe not tomorrow. I might wait till next week because I wanted to promote it a little bit more beforehand. But I've been working on a music video for Super Science for one of my songs, Mystery Core. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. You can hear the song from the album that I released around Halloween time, Candy Sack. And we're started working on a music video for it July or June. Of last year. And it was supposed to be oh, a quick little experiment. Just to whip this thing out. That was a mistake. It took so long. <laughs> there was a couple months I worked on it every day. But yeah. That'll be coming out I think next week. I don't want to put it out on Valentine's Day. I'm not ready to release it tomorrow. So Tuesday or Wednesday. And I have a YouTube channel. Official artist channel on YouTube for Super Science. So you can go there. I don't have a good link for you, but go to superscience.xyz and there will be a link somewhere on there. Yes, XYZ is weird. I know. <laughs> it sounded sciencey, and I'm like, makes sense. Let's do it. S- super sciencey. I was all excited about it. Then I told a couple of people, and they're like, what? XYZ? I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> Are you right? But if you like a Dracula and you like Frankenstein and you're curious about. AI style transfer and rotoscoping. You don't have to be curious about rotoscoping, but there's a lot of rotoscoping. You should check it out. (laughs) Basically animated. So, Jesse, you got anything exciting coming up? Mm, Not yet. No. Maybe something soon down the road, but not at the moment. Okay. There's a show coming up that we would have normally done, but we're just not ready to go back to shows yet. I think this pandemic's winding down i think we're getting closer to the if not now when phase of the pandemic but right now i just i don't feel like it's time to go back to shows yet but yeah okay well thanks everybody (laughs) yeah melanie yes 
what you got coming up? You got anything you're excited about? No. <laughs> Nothing. The weekend. <laughs> I don't know. Weekends don't mean anything here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. When you set your own hours, but are also kind of dictated by the workflow hours, yeah, time has no meaning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of taking, I was like, it was like a midnight last night. Like, let's take a nap. And because Melanie's Melanie, she was like, okay. And I was like, really? Okay. Well, then, yeah, let's take a nap. And I woke up at like 2 33 o'clock. And that was a mistake. I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Now I'm just going to be up even later in the day, in the morning, and then want to sleep part of the day away. It's probably why I'm off my game today. But, and then Melanie, she's fine. Yep. You just, just like go to sleep for three hours, four hours randomly, and then just do that once in a while. And she's okay. I think that's how like our bodies are more intended to work is to have more small sleep cycles. But yep. we don't care. We don't care about what's healthy for us as humans. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like naps at all in general because I wake up and I'm like, this doesn't seem like the same day anymore. And I don't like it. <laughs> I'm thrown off now. Right. Sorry, you're unnatural. I am unnatural. <laughs> All, All right. right. Speaking of time, we need to get off of here. It's late. It's unnatural that we're still going. So we can talk <laughs> about sleep. Uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul says we need mon- just to regulate us. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? I'm fine with that. Why not? I'm down for my robot body. Let's do Where's it. Where's it at? All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> they are watching everybody. Thanks for watching. Future podcast listeners, thank you. you want to hear more? Go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G R A W L I X Podcast.com. Cheers. Best wishes. Cheers. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, the Grawlix Podcast live show. The Grawlix Podcast is hosted by Jesse Kiefer, Melanie Crawford, and Randall Sylvie. Produced by Randall Sylvie and edited by Melanie Crawford. Be sure to check out our live streams at grawlixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream weekly Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, grawlixpodcast.com slash live. That's the Star Wars racism I've been waiting for. I hate those things so much. Oh, man. That's the...